Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What is up, Buffalo Fanatics? It's your boy Z-Bot here with you live on the Buffalo Fanatics YouTube channel. Monday night, three days removed from the NFL draft. It's here, folks. We are finally going to decide who the Bills are going to take at 25. And tonight, we're going to give you our thoughts. And by we, I mean me. And Buffalo Fanatics' very own Rev Rhodes, who I'll bring in right now. There he is. My man, Rev. Happy pre-draft, draft, Eve, Eve, whatever you want to call it. What's popping, my brother? Man, nothing much, man. Chilling. Glad to be here with you again, baby. I'm excited about this draft. Well, it's, it's good to have you, as always. We're three days out. I mean, it felt like it was forever away. Yeah. Got a little bit cl- closer, a little bit closer. You know the tide's turning today. Rev, it was almost 80 today in Rochester. So you know, you know, things are the tides turning a little bit, but of course you can't have a great day in May, right? Or April, right? You can't have a great day without it pouring rain at the end of the night here, of course. So we have a great day weather wise and now it's pouring, but Hey, nothing, a little smoke break can't fix. You know what I'm saying? That's so right, how, how was your Monday? I know, uh, I know at times Mondays can be Monday. How was it? Was it all right? Yeah, man. I mean, mon- Monday was good. Monday was good. You know, I'm excited. This is a draft week, so I'm excited. I'm anticipating this draft here coming up in the next few days. So I can't wait, man. I'm ready to go. I love it. So let's get right into it, Rev, because, you know, right now it, it, it's an open book when it comes to trying to figure out what the Bills are going to do. We have been on record numerous times thinking that the go-to solution at 25 is cornerback, mainly because right now, of course, the Bills do not have a solidified Cornerback too, to mirror Trey yeah. White, who of course probably won't be ready to go at the beginning of the season. 99.9% likely won't be ready to go. And the Bills, as of right now, not even thinking about Tredavious White, do not have a solidified starter at cornerback too. So that would be the obvious choice you'd think. But yeah. there's been hints, little breadcrumbs left along the way, a few of them today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get into that in a second as to what Chris Sims had to say about who they, oh, yeah. who he thinks the Bills are going to take. But let's start in-house today, Rez. Let's, or, Rev, excuse me. I have a buddy in college named Rez, so I get that a little confused sometimes. Rev, Rez, yeah. But, Rev, let's start in-house. Our boy Sean McDermott. Uh Uh-huh. Now, this is something that caught your eye. It was about a 25-minute press conference from McDermott. In this particular segment that really caught your eye in particular, something that Mm -hmm. I know you wanted to get into tonight, was around the halfway point. I'm going to play it for the folks right now, and we're going to talk about what we think McDermott meant mm-hmm. by the following clip that he had spoken on during his press conference just a couple of days ago. Yeah. You got a long wait on Thursday night, so your pick comes up, but it's a good thing in one way because it means you're coming off a good season. But 
Uh, what are those moments like when guys are maybe coming off the board that you like as players, and what's your role uh, as that draft is going on, and, and how do you approach that wait until your turn comes up? Yeah. Well, it's good that we have a lot of candy in the uh, in the draft room and and just outside, so I can um, just I guess uh, satisfy my my anxious hunger uh, with just candy, just popping candy. So I'll be doing that through uh, the first 20, 20 picks, and then I'll be in the room and um, dialed in there with Brandon. But no, it's it's bittersweet, like you said, Jay. So you you have a good season, and you and you got to wait the next year. So. You know, I'd rather have it that way. <clears throat> Ideally, you can have a good season. And then, you know, and Brandon will be up here, I think, at 2 o'clock. So you could talk to him about, you know, getting a little bit earlier in, in that waiting would be great. Um, <laughs> and maybe two spots would be great, you know. So uh, we'll just see how it plays out. I mean, I'd, like I said before, a lot of confidence and trust in Brandon and his staff. They've worked extremely hard, and, and uh, I know we'll come out with some good players. Hmm. Man, oh man. Besides McDermott having a stash of candy to yeah, jump on, and he's listen, you know, we all need something when we're anxious. You know, that's why, you know, people smoke cigs. Not yeah. I on the smoke break, contrary to popular belief, but everybody's <laughs> got to have their vice. McDermott says his is candy, clearly noting that he's going to be anxious waiting till the 25th pick rolls around. But is he going to have to wait till 25, Rev? Because. Mm. McDermott, in that bit of audio there, alludes to the fact that McDermott and Bean, Bean in particular, of course, mm -hmm. might be looking to move up a few picks. Yeah. I'm going to start right here, right, 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 you know, black and white here, Rev. What did McDermott mean by that? And, and what are your take? What's your take from it? Yo, look, I hope everybody caught that, uh, you know, because that was like when I was watching the when I was watching the presser, I was like, man, did he did he just say that? You know, and, and and I love how he's talking about candy. You know, I mean, his I, I don't know what his I, I don't know what his favorite candy is. I know some people's favorite candy may maybe uh you know skull gummy bears or something like that. You know, what I'm saying. Let me tell you what, it's mine, Rev. Tell you right now, <laughs> no doubt. I got to go to the deserted <laughs> island with one candy. You know, it's the skull favorite gummy you know bears, and I'm sure McDermott's bear. got a couple on deck. Yeah, and go. listen, Rev. Speaking of which, we know that they're big candy guys. Isaiah McKenzie said he'd take candy as a payment. He'd take candy, he'd, he'd take it, man. And I, I guess that's full what, of that's candy at one for. bills drive. And a whole <laughs> exactly lot of candy right. just sitting there. So, so being look, I mean McDermott, he said. He's anxious in the draft, but he said, look, maybe you guys can talk to Bean about moving up. That's essentially what he was talking about, about moving up, you know, um, shortening that time from 25 until they pick. And so I'm sitting here like, yo, he just kind of tipped his hand. I think he was really saying that he it's, it's his desire to trade up in the draft. Um, but not only, though, did he, did, he, did he say that he wanted to trade up? He said he said maybe even a couple of spots. He said, like, maybe even a couple. So. You know, I mean, and, take it for what it couple, is. I was just going to say couple. That's up for your determination as to what yeah. a couple is, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he could be talking moving up a couple of spots or maybe having a couple of picks. Right. I don't know, but, but man, like, I don't know if he meant to say that or he just came out, you know? Um, but, yo, can you imagine that? Think about Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean in this year's draft. We've all talked about it, about sitting here at 25 and, and, and who, who, you know, who could we draft? You know, a cornerback and sitting back and waiting. But man, yo, this is this this draft right here. I, I feel like this season, of course, Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott are not going to say it, but I feel like it's 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 a Super Bowl window right now, and and I would, 
I wouldn't be surprised to see Brandon Bean getting super aggressive in this draft right now. There's, there's no reason for him to sit back and wait if he has a guy that he likes. So I'm like, go get that guy, whoever that guy may be. And I guess, I mean, we could, we could talk about that tonight. I mean, who, who we think that, that that guy could be. Um, I've got some ideas um, about maybe a, a, a scenario that, that is maybe some, somewhat familiar to Bills fans um, of, of late, and we can get into that. But I, I'm just curious about what he could do moving up in this draft. That's what's got me excited about it. But uh, Couldn't have said it better. That's exactly the way I feel. And listen, let's not waste any time here. Rev, yeah. should the Bills move up? Where do they move up to and who is it for? Rev, if you're Bean, you yeah. have the ability to move up. Who are you moving up for and why? Okay, so... Or my, better my, yet... My, 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 Who do you think go he's going after? Who do you, what do you think the move is for Bean? Okay, it it, it depends on, on how high he's trying to get up. Um, if he's trying to get up top ten at the at you know at the at the at the, the lowest, um, then I, it had it would have to be for like a guy like Sauce Gardner. That, right. That's the only guy that that's I. That's the only guy, right? Yeah, that's that's the only guy worth drafting in the in the top ten, in my opinion. Um, if if it's somewhere. Outside of the top 10, maybe it would maybe, you know, 15 to 20 range in that area, which is a little bit more reasonable than um, a guy who's dominant. Think about who Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott have gone after in the past couple of years. They they love traits, right? Which is why Sauce Gardner is a tree. He's a traits guy. What is he like? Six, three, six, four. Two, uh, maybe 200 pounds. I mean, guy He's the runs. general consensus number one corner in this draft. Absolutely. No a- a- absolutely. Okay. But now if, if, if that's not the target, if you're looking at somewhere between 15 to 20, who else is a, a traitsy guy that, that can dominate on this, on this team right now. And I'm thinking Jordan Davis. I, I know, mm. I know we just made a lot of moves in free agency to beef up the interior of our defensive line, but when you look at the contracts, though, that these guys have signed, Daquan Jones and Tim Settle, Daquan specifically, it, it's, it's, not, it's not a long-term deal. I think it's a one-year deal. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it may be a one-year, two-year at, at the max. Jordan Phillips, one-year deal, okay? And so we're looking, we're looking for that, 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 uh, that solid one-tech defensive tackle, that, that hog molly, that big guy who can stuff the run um, and even provide some kind of pass rush. You're not going to find another guy in this draft that's as dominant as Jordan Davis out of Georgia. 6'6", 340 pounds, guy ran a sub-540. He is a man among men, a beast among beasts. That guy right there is a dominating defensive tackle. And if you plug him in this defensive line right now, forget it. I mean, it's, it's, it's a wrap. You got him, you've got, in the, you got the heavy rotation, plus he'll be there long-term alongside Ed Oliver, and and let me let me just insert this, guys. We've been talking about Tremaine Edmonds and, and whether or not he's worth being uh, extended. A lot of Tremaine Edmonds is, is is his abilities come down to who's up front, right? A lot of people have talked about well, Tremaine can only do so much because we haven't had a dominant defensive tackle. Well, you put jo- Jordan Davis up front, we're gonna see a whole lot about whether or not. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds is worth that contract or not. So I, I love that, that, that scenario, that opportunity. Um, but that's the guy that I would think he would go for if it's in 15, 20. And I have an idea about a scenario. We can get into that a little bit later. 
That would be three defensive linemen taken within the first two rounds over the last two years. So it's not uncharacteristic for Bean to have that on the mind. However, you do look at the Bills' current situation. You wonder, one, what they'd have to give up in order to move up to get a guy like Jordan Davis. Two, you also wonder when the cornerback position will be addressed. The only way I see the trade up happening is if they're – confident enough in a cornerback that they see a, a second round grade mm-hmm. attrib- uh, second round grade attributed to them that to me then it makes sense you yeah. get your guy that you desperately know will um, you, know, you, you or you desperately want and you know will immediately enhance an element of your team while also adding to the position that is in need of a starter. There has to be a yeah. plan in place there. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Because, I mean, the defensive tackle position is, I mean, you're not going to find a more dominant guy than that. I mean, if that's a guy, go after him, right? Um, yeah, I mean, Richard part- Smith coming in here, he's backing you up saying you will never see a player like Jordan Davis Never. Again. I mean, that's a hell of a statement right there. Ne- ne- that, I mean, that guy is, is ridiculous. Um, and 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 we're talking about, like, you guys, he, he played next to a guy like Devontae Wyatt, who who's – who's a very good defensive tackle, but I mean, he wasn't, he's not Jordan Davis. Right. And so Jordan Davis. And yes, I, I think that there's some guys that we can target later in the, in the draft at cornerback, because I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Brandon being in that same conference, um, he mentioned that, 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 you know, they've got guys that they like in each round. Mm. So, so I, I don't think that he's going to be desperate to go in. I mean, I've got to get a corner in round one. I mean, he has, Dane Jackson, but if they have grades on guys in every round that they feel comfortable getting and adding to the competition for camp, and then let's not, let's not, let's, let's not forget to mention the fact that after the draft, there's going to be guys as we approach camp that maybe maybe get released, guys that Brandon Bean can go after, uh, undrafted guys. We've got guys that, 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 that you know, he may, he may look to, to sign after the draft that are veterans right now, but he's like, you know what, let me wait until the draft is done, and then I'll revisit that. So, so it's, it's not over. The cornerback market is not over. Even if we don't get one in round one or even round two, I don't want guys to panic and think, oh, man, you know, Brandon Bean, is he's just messing it up. No, there's a plan in place. But if you can get a guy dominant as Jordan Davis on this defensive line, oh, my gosh, man, it, it would it would elevate the entire defense. Yeah. I mean, listen, if we're well aware of the fact that the Bills need a corner, you you better believe Brandon Bean is, too. There's going to be oh, yeah. something in play for that position, a matter of when and where is, right. is, the, is the question. Now, uh, you know, to that point you're making – it sounds to me like you go Jordan Davis one, that would mean inevitably you go corner two. That would mean that you're putting the brakes on a wide receiver who a lot of people think the bills might take in round two. Mm-hmm. So that could definitely throw some things around. Should the bills decide to go defensive line? Haven't really seen many draft uh, mock drafts at all that are anticipating a defensive lineman for the bills. Maybe that is more reason to think it will happen because as you know, yeah. this time of the year, you can't believe a thing you hear. And if you're not right. hearing anything at all, perhaps that is inevitably what happens. We'll see. Now, the one position that is a constant argument amongst Bills fans is the running back position. Oh, yeah. As we know, the Bills running back uh, situation currently isn't elite. Mm-hmm. We'll put it that way. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's below average, average right. at best. And if that's an area, if the Bills can improve in that department, as we spoke on uh, just a couple shows ago, Rev, you and I, when we were looking at, you know, how can you increase the efficiency of this Bills offense without taking the ball out of Josh Allen's hands? Mm. And there was a variety of ways to do so within the run game. But 
are the Bills too limited in that department in order to actually execute that? So a thought could be, do the Bills finally decide to go and get a true running back one, something the Bills really haven't had since LaShawn McCoy. Somebody right. who thinks they might do this is Chris Sims. And, you know, love him or hate him, yeah. Chris Sims is tapped into the league. He knows a lot. Here's what Chris Sims had to say about the Bills potentially targeting running back Brees Hall in round one. Let's take a look and listen as to what Chris Sims had to say. Now, I'm sure the love affair that he was referring to is perhaps Rico's Twitter. I think if Chris Sims is checking in on Rico's Twitter, then he might understand where the love affair for Brees Hall is coming from. But I don't take uh, I don't take lightly what Chris Sims has to say. I think he is very tapped in. He knows his stuff. And uh, for those coming in here, sorry about that. If you're saying that the audio uh, you couldn't hear it that well, it was a very quick clip. Chris Sims basically just said he's hearing through the grapevine that the Bills have a love affair with Brees Hall. Yeah. So, in other words, saying the Bills are interested in Brees Hall, according to the sources that Chris Sims has. And that is something that we have been wondering for a while here, Rev. What would the Bills be with a true running back one? Somebody they invested in, somebody that they went out and got in order to solidify the position you know Devin Singletary it's been fine Zach Moss I think we know what we're getting out of him as of now right but Devin Singletary you know he's not elite he's not a scrub and he you know at this point I think we also know what we're getting out of him a lot better towards the end of the year last year than it was in the beginning of the year but it's still not a running game that most people fear Mm -hmm. and it's not that you necessarily have to have a run game that is you know, the equivalent of Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, but with Josh Allen, if you can have an above average run game, it immediately elevates this offense to a whole new level. Your thoughts, Rev, on the potential for the Bills to go running back in round one. Me personally, I just can't fathom it. I don't see it, but where do you stand on it? I actually love it. I do. I mean, if, if, if let's just say they, they, they decide not to trade up. Okay. And they stay put at 25. You look at who would probably be the best player available and a guy that would really be an impact player on the, on the team from day one. Why not look at a guy like Brees Hall, who is the consensus top running back in this draft class, um, and he's no scrub. I know, I know a lot of people think, you know what, never draft a running back in round one. But listen, we're not drafting a running back in, in, in the top five or the top ten. We're talking about 25, which is essentially an early – second round pick okay you can get him for five years okay get the use out of him but you have the best back in the class this guy can add so much to our team in fact um if i'm not mistaken i think it was next gen stats they had talked about the uh the athleticism scores of 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 Brees hall and um and his overall scores and he had scored according to their database i think like a 99 overall score and a 97 athletic score. And they said that, that out of sounds pretty he, good. Very good. And they said he he ranked four out of out of, out of the last five draft classes. Um, it was him, Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, and um, and 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 there's there's somebody else that that that, uh, that that's slipping my mind, but there's four, and he was one of them that scored a 99, at least a 97 overall athletic score and 
uh, uh, in just the overall score in general. So, I mean, you're looking at the guy who he's comp to as far as athleticism is concerned and overall scores according to their database. How good is Najee Harris? Very good. Travis Etienne, well, we didn't get, his, we didn't get a chance to see him, right, because of injury. Uh, um, but we know how good he, he is. Jonathan Taylor was the other guy. Jonathan Taylor, we know how good he is. Bills Mafia, we got a first-hand glimpse of him. So if you got a guy like that who is compared to those guys from an, an overall athletic standpoint, why wouldn't you not want to have him on your team? I get it. Devin Singletary, a lot of people are, you know, are, are you know, they they like him. They're like, well, we don't need him running back. You know, we run, we we hardly run the ball anyway. Well, perhaps that's the problem. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm course. not saying that we need to go back to, you know, old school ground and pound, but we need to have a very effective running game. Last year, it was okay towards the end of the year, but when you break it down, it wasn't as good as it could have been. Granted, Devin Singletary ended the year with 870 yards, but Josh Allen had almost he had almost 800 yards himself. So and then on top of that, teams weren't playing them in the box. They were dropping back in coverage. So uh, you should be able to run against that. Anybody should be able to run against a light box. Now, I'm not saying Devin Singletary is garbage. I'm saying he's mediocre and he's a running back one on this team by default. But when you get a chance to improve at every position, especially this position, a guy like Brees Hall is dynamic. He can run. He's fast. Something that the Bills have always been looking for. Listen at this. Don't forget the fact that Brandon Bean was looking to upgrade that position since last year. They they tried to get Travis Etienne. They, they, they were in on, on Najee Harris, both of who went ahead of the Bills at 30, okay? And so and, and, and even uh, uh, Brandon Bean wanted Najee Harris a year prior to that, but Najee decided to go back to college. So Bean was always looking for a dominating type of running back, and I think he settled for Motor Singletary, who's been okay, but they're always looking for upgrades. Brees Hall is a phenomenal prospect that you would like to have on this team and we lean to him and certain times to relieve the pressure from Josh Allen so he doesn't have to be Superman all the time you imagine a, a legit running game uh, listen mafia not ground and pound okay but a legit effective running game and then you see teams start to oh wait 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 we have to target this guy now and so they begin to creep that safety into the box. And now Josh Allen can go play action over the top and do his, his damage. Okay. But you don't want to sleep and poop on a guy like, like Brees Hall just because, oh, we don't draft running backs in round one. That guy is a phenomenal back. And if you can add him to the team, I think it will make this team even that much more dangerous. A phenomenal back indeed, and those are all great points. He's coming off of two straight 1,500-yard uh, years at Iowa State. Averaging just under six yards a carry, 20 touchdowns plus the last two seasons. He's also pretty effective through the air. Yeah. He had over 300 yards receiving for the Cyclones a season ago. It would be great. Don't get me wrong. It would be great. You know, we're at the point now with this team where you look at it, and that's kind of the, uh, the conclusion you come to. You look at all these additionals that you could add to the team in order to take a great team even further. You look to the running back position, you look to the D line position, you look to the wide receiver position. And that's what you, you know, you think when it comes to taking a team to another level, obviously when it comes to the cornerback position, it's logical in the sense that there's just not one at yeah. our disposal right, right now to start. But yeah, when it comes to the running back position, you are 100% right. It seemed as though there was heavy interest there last year. It didn't pan out. 
But we've seen right. what these young running backs can come in and do. Najee Harris, a big help for Pittsburgh. Jonathan Taylor, perhaps the best back in the league, what he's yeah. done for Indianapolis. Yeah. So, you know, you see what, what the outcome could potentially be. Now, I've seen some, some uh, interesting comments in the comment section that I wanted to address. One coming in from Terrence saying it's smoke and mirrors. He's thinking that what Chris Sims is saying, what he's hearing, smoke and mirrors. Do you think that that would be something the Bills would put out in order to make it seem as though they're, you know, going running back, even though they're going something else? Or do you really think running back is in play for Buffalo? I mean, anything's possible, right? Um, but my, my thing is for what? You know, like like what team yeah. is really going to be trying to trade up or make a move for for Brees Hall anyway? You know, and like I mean, most of the teams are looking at it like like no, we're not drafting running back in round one anyway. So so why would they even? They, I don't see a purpose for them to even put out any smoke for running back. I can see if it was a wide receiver or a corner or something like that. You know, um, but 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 why? You know what I'm saying? So no, I think is I think it's a very legitimate um, uh, thing. You know, now whether or not he leaked it or what, I don't I don't know. I can't say that. But but I mean, we know that he was interested last year. This is not just a a one-time thing. I mean, he's yep. been interested in it, and it's in this legit interest. Even Chris Brown from uh, uh, the Buffalo Bills uh, uh, dot com. I mean, he's even said it. It's, it was legit interest in Travis Etienne and Najee Harris, and then they wanted Etienne, who went, uh, I think, at twenty-five um, to the uh, to the Jags last year, and 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 Bean was willing to draft him at thirty. So now they have twenty-five spot, and you've got their best running back here. And oh, by the way, don't let's not forget, Mafia, that that. Motor is in the final year of his contract. Okay. Now I am not one to believe that, that Brandon Bean is going to be willing to extend a running back or let alone extend motor Singletary. So if that's the case, you have him on his final year. Why not bring in the best back in the draft right now and have this guy uh, for four years, five, you know, at, at, at the most on his fifth year option. Um, it, it just makes it, it makes too much sense for, for me because of where there's where they're drafting and you look at the holes on the roster. They're very minimal. I know we like to blow up the cornerback position, which I know it, it can give us room for concern. Right. Uh, when you look at Tredavious White and you look at Mandane Jackson and who else? I trust that Brandon Binkett is going to bring in somebody. It doesn't have to be a guy at 25. They trust they trust Dane Jackson. I mean, they they really trust Dane Jackson. They would. I mean, you know, he he's played a lot of football for us, and we saw how well he did. I mean, he played so well. He they they made he made uh, a Levi Wallace expendable. Okay, so I don't necessarily think they're looking for somebody um, um, that high. They can get a developmental guy who can come in and compete and play spot duty until Trey gets back. And if he happens to be better than Dane, then so be it. When Trey gets back, then Dane goes to the bench. But I don't necessarily think they have to get a guy at 25, you know. So, so I would just, I would just caution ourselves to say that. I mean, it's either a cornerback at 25 or bust. No, there are guys that can go deep into three, round four, even round five that can be at value. Because think about it: all you need is somebody who's better than than Levi Wallace on the mm -hmm. team. Right. You see what I'm saying? Another interesting comment from Terrence: uh, You still got to pay him uh, a first round pick contract which is unacceptable and I think that's a great point when you're talking about running back the days of first round contracts for running back are just about done I mean the you're talking about moving on from Devin Singletary's contract that'll be peanuts compared to what you'd have to pay a running back one like Brees Hall if that is who you wound up going out and getting and you wound up panning out as we know once you reach that four or five uh, five year mark as a running back 
history will tell you it's pretty much downhill from there. It has become the most disposable position in the league. And that's why you see eyebrows raise when anybody discusses taking a running back in the first round. But when you are a team like the bills right now, who is so solid in so many areas, there's very few weaknesses on this team. It does make sense. It does definitely make sense. Also to the point that Rev is making where you obviously know you need corner, but there are so many corners available in this draft. You might be able to find that spot filler later on. If you are really that high on Brees Hall and you're really that high on elevating this Buffalo Bills run game, then it does make sense. And also with the wide receiver situation, there's so many wide receivers in this draft too. That's another reason why I think that they might wait on that too. So yeah, the running back could make sense. The, the talk about it has picked up a lot recently, it seems. It seems like that, you know, that idea of going running back in the first round has become more popular as the days are going on here. But uh, I, I got to tell you, Rev, at first I thought cornerback was inevitable. But now when we really get down to, you know, the different situations and the different approaches the bills could take here. There are a variety of them. And the more that time goes on here, the more I become un, uh, unsure exactly yeah. what they're going to do. Yeah. If, it, if it were, you know, gun to your head right now, you have a free bet. What are the bills doing at 25 in your opinion? I, I'm, I'm, I'm staying with Brees Hall. If, if they don't move, if they don't move, Brees Hall to me is, is, is their pick. I, I just, I, you know, because I mean, look at wide receiver. I mean, who who could be there at wide receiver? I mean, I know I know you like I know you like Jahan Dotson. I know that that's your guy, uh, a slot guy. But then you, I mean, you have Jam, uh, Jamison Crowder. You got you've got Isaiah McKenzie. Um, granted, those guys are on short term deals as well. So I mean, adding a slot guy, you know, I mean, it makes sense. Um, but man, I just think that at this point in this stage of where of where they are in their rebuild and and what they can add that can bump this offense and his team to the next level a guy like Brees Hall is 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 to me that's that's the guy and even if we're talking about contracts look we don't have I'm not saying that the, that the bills are gonna you know pay him first round contract at the end of his contract no 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 they they, they can they can use him for four years yeah you're talking get about getting a elite yeah. running back talent in this window yeah that makes sense for, for, for four years right because let's, let's let's look at the contracts here I, I pulled up a couple of guys let's look at at uh, Clyde Erezilaire, right? Okay, he he was drafted what, thirty uh, second overall, right? In in twenty twenty, his contract that he signed was a four year ten million ten million dollar deal. Okay, uh, eight mil guaranteed at signing. So people are like, well, man, man, rev, that, that's a, that's a lot of money. Four years. I mean, you're paying what? That's what, you know, a little over two million per year. Now you can backload a lot of that, and then that's fine. So, but you but you get an elite running back for two three mil a year at the most. Come, Come on, now. I mean, why why wouldn't you? And then you get rid of them. Right. After four years, you don't even have to uh, give him a fifth year option. We can just keep on recycling these running backs. But why not get the best one? You know, why would why, why are we just so 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 content with just settling for just any old guy in round three, round four who's mediocre when you can get the best guy, especially if you get a guy like let's just say um, uh, James Cook or uh, OK from uh, uh, Dalvin Cook's brother round four. Are you going to pay him after four years? No, likely not. So so why not? So why are you waste? Why would you waste that guy who who can't do what Brees Hall can do, and and, and just get Brees? You might as well just get Brees Hall. Get the best guy, okay? It, it's affordable. You can afford the contract. It's not gonna break your leg. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. mean, we're talking about ten million dollars for four years, likely. Okay, maybe even less. Get him for four years, and at the end of the four years, get get rid of him. 
And yeah, I mean, that point like, you bring up makes yeah. sense, too, because a lot of these guys are on borrowed time here. I mean, the, the, a lot yes. of the guys we just went out and got, you don't. there's no way Von Miller plays the extent of that full contract. Um, a variety of guys currently that are just in place on this team for the Super Bowl window that they're currently in. This Bills team, by the time that they would have to re-sign Brees Hall to a new contract, this team will look considerably different. Obviously, right. that's just the right. way the league runs. But, you know, as you said, Roger Saffold, short-term deal, Crowder, mm-hmm. short-term deal, obviously Von Miller. So, yeah, I guess when you look at it like that, it, it does make a lot of sense. John DeMarkey seeming like he is all in on the uh, Bryce Hall train. He says Jonathan Taylor go. ran all over Buffalo. Yeah, he did. You ain't kidding, man. That was a, that was a nightmare. Buffalo... Yeah. Allowed 184 yards and five touchdowns to Jonathan Taylor. Travis Henry, uh, let's see. Or is he, is he talking about combined? Uh, whatever. Either way, we've seen yeah. Travis or Derek Henry mm-hmm. uh, run all over the Bills as well. We've seen right. what good Absolutely. running back talent yes. does to the Bills. Yes. Uh, and John's basically saying, we need that guy. Uh, twice in Kansas City, uh, you know, you punt. Uh, John, I love you, man. Yeah. I, I just like reading Morse code here. I'm trying to figure out exactly <laughs> what. <laughs> it's wise in KC. Let me yeah, take yeah. it from the top. Let me take it from the top. Go, go for it. Jonathan Taylor ran over Buff 184, 184 yards, five TDs in Buffalo. I'm not sure if you're alluding to Travis Henry here, but um, I, 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 I don't know. I would assume Derrick Henry. Uh-huh. I would assume Derrick Henry as well because yeah. he is indeed ran over a few times. Uh, but John, he's saying that guy twice in the Kansas City game, Buffalo punts. Uh, that, that and then you can't really you can't punt against uh, Kansas City. Right, yeah, I mean, obviously. Right. And I guess if you have an elevated run game, that that definitely lessens your chances of having to punt in short down situation. Uh, John's also saying that Josh can't take all these hits. He we can. know this. I mean, it, Josh Allen cannot be the leading rusher on this team year in and year out. It, actually, we, we've probably seen enough of that already. And as fun as it is yeah. to watch, as good as he is at it, you don't want Josh Allen looking like Ben Roethlisberger in the latter in the latter stage of his of his time in Buffalo. You just don't want that, or you want to. Mm-hmm. Avoid it at all costs. Listen, Josh Allen's going to play that style of football, whether you tell him to or not. That's what makes him great. But if mm-hmm. you can limit the amount of designed runs that puts him in that situation, I mean, we've been overwhelmingly lucky that Josh Allen has been essentially injury, yeah, uh, injury proof. I don't want right, to say that, right. but the way he plays, you know, Lamar Jackson, who's half the size, missed almost the entire year last year for playing a similar style. Luckily for us, Josh Allen is built to play that way, but you can only sustain that for so long. Yeah. And as good as he is through the air, as good as he is in and out of the pocket throwing the ball, you don't want to jeopardize that because of your lack of run game and him having to supplement that too. So it all makes sense. You know, the more we talk about it here, Rev, not only are you investing in the future in the run game, you're also investing in the future and Josh Allen's health and longevity. And when you put it that way, who wouldn't sign up for that? Well, I mean, one, 100%. I mean, you think about it, Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott had a front row seat in Carolina watching Cam Newton get pummeled 
Okay. Oh, they don't, they don't, that's they another don't. great example right there. Cam yeah. Newton, an MVP, and then within a couple of seasons, right. he couldn't even stand. It, Could, couldn't point. do it. Couldn't do it. Yep. Okay. Now they see Josh Allen, and every time you hear you hear them uh, talking about Josh Allen, you know, especially McDermott, he's like, "Yo, well, can you tell him to to, to slide some more? You know, yep. maybe you could tell him, right?" Yep. And so they they understand that that's his game, but they don't want him to do that. You don't want him to have to rely right. on himself, well, right? And, and, and to that point, right? How about Andrew Luck, who says, "Hey, you know what? I've, yes. I've taken enough hits this for the rest of my life. I'm hanging the cleats up. I couldn't right. imagine Josh Allen doing oh that, but we gosh. can't act like we haven't seen it. You're we damn can't right. act like it. Yeah, Good and it's point. a two hundred it's a two hundred million dollar asset. They want to protect him. Why sure. do you think they added Aaron Cromer? And Aaron Cromer, former Buffalo Bills uh, offensive line coach, but he's known for having very good offensive linemen who are great in the run game. Then they add in Roger Saffold, who is a mauler, okay? And then you bring back Ryan Bates. They may even add another guy who is like an Aaron Cromer disciple to the line at some point in the draft. They're going to run the ball more. Being, I mean, Sean McDermott wanted more balance. And and, and I think Mafia fans are just scared when they when they hear run the ball, run the ball. They're like, don't take the ball out of Josh Allen's hands. No, 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 no. Come on now. I, I alluded to it a, f- a few days ago about Aaron Rodgers. Consider Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Look at how they run their offense. I'm not saying the offense is going to be exactly the same, but look at him. Aaron Rodgers still throws the ball over 4,000 yards, has over 30-plus touchdowns a year. And then you had Aaron Jones, who who, who averages close to 1,000 yards per season, right? And him and him and, and A.J. Dillon, I mean, they, they've averaged, I think, like twelve or 1,300 yards in the past couple of years. You, you need to have an elite running game. And doesn't mean necessarily mean that that Josh Allen is just going to be handing the ball off all day. You know that's that's the case. It it brings balance. It's it's like moves and counter moves. When you see a team backing off, playing, they're like, "Look, we're not going to let Diggs and, and Josh Allen defeat us deep." Okay, fine. Well, what did what did Brian Dable do? You know, all last year, and it struggled. They struggled to 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 get over the hump. They were trying to constantly throw the ball against it, and it cost us a lot of these games that we should have won. Hence, Jacksonville Jaguars game, right? All all these games, right? Well, what the counter is you run the ball. They're daring you to run the ball against it. But when you can't do it and you don't have a guy who can do it successfully, that limits you offensively. But now when you couple that with an elite running back and an improved offensive line, plus you got Josh Allen, the defense has got to pick their poison. All right, are you going to stop the you're going to stop the pass? Stop the pass. We're going to run the ball. If you're going to okay, you're going to bring a safety in the box to try to stop the running game, then Josh Allen's going to go over the top. We saw the Patriots do it for how many years, guys? How many years did the Patriots revamp themselves and 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 and, and just rebrand themselves year after year after year? They 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 did whatever they had to do to win the game. If it meant relying on 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 Brady. Chunking the ball deep, fine. Then they did it. If they relied on on handing the ball off, then so be it. But it made them extremely balanced. That's what a balanced team does. A balanced offense does, and that's what it's going to do for Josh Allen. Yeah, don't be afraid of that. Don't think that we're going back to the eighties. I don't know what a lot of mafia may think when we're talking about running the ball. But man, look, it's Josh Allen's going to like, yo, thank you. I finally got somebody that that I don't have to. You know, I can hand the ball off to it. I don't have to run it as much. Listen, I don't care if Josh Allen runs the game plan that the Patriots played in the win bowl where he throws the ball four times. I don't care if the if the game is won. Yes. You can count me in as not giving an absolute F as to how they got it done. I do not care. And if that if that winds up helping them win games, sign me up. Johnny Boy coming back in here to clarify the Morse code that he sent me earlier. He's saying, I met Derek Henry, so we were right there. He's saying, yeah. but the point is, Josh cannot be our go-to guy on third and one and fourth and one. Get Hall. See, I disagree yes. with that. See, Josh is the go-to guy on third and one and fourth and one. That is why he is so dangerous. I love him in that situation where I don't want him to be the go-to guy 
is running eight to 10 sweep, you know, sweep plays where he's taking the ball out of the gun and running down the right, right or left side of the field, taking an open field hit, which we've seen him do numerous times, you know, up, up the gut on your, on your standard third and fourth and one QB sneak. You want a guy like Josh Allen to run that play because there's very few quarterbacks in the league who are built the way he is and are capable of getting that yard. Mm -hmm. So I would love to see that continued, obviously. But when we're talking about the run game as a whole, where I want to see that scaled back is just seeing the endless amount of Josh Allen design run plays that all the time wind up ending in him getting hit. I mean, there's very few examples where he runs the ball and gets down clean. I mean, it's just not yeah. the way he plays. Yeah, he doesn't Cam miss Newton, who you brought up. Yeah, exactly. Cam Newton, a very, very good example. I mean, Josh Allen and Cam Newton, very similar attributes in a variety of different ways. But mm-hmm. Cam Newton, listen, <laughs> it's not that he was just a, a problem, you know, in the media or a distraction, whatever. The, the main reason that he is not what he used to be is because the talent on the field fizzled out because of injury and playing like he was a fullback when he wasn't. And that is obviously of top concern. Like Rev said, that's a quarter billion dollar investment and you're going to do whatever you can in order to ensure you get the most out of it and upgrading the run, the the, the running game for the bills would be a hell of a good way to do so. Johnny come back, uh, coming back in here and saying, uh, we are saying the same thing. We don't want Josh being hit. Allen is awesome. Third and one and fourth and one. Just late season and playoffs, not all year. Absolutely. And where you really mm-hmm. want the run game to increase and be better is in those playoffs, right? Yes. Because like you mentioned, in a game like against the Chiefs, maybe you don't score within a minute and a half and give them the ball back. If you have an established right. run game, you right. can run the clock out. You can get those short downs and not have to punt. So, you know, the more we talk about it, yeah, and, I, and I've been saying this forever. I just want to see what this Bills offense looks like with an elite running back. I mean, yeah. what the hell does that look like? Because right, right. what we've seen as of late is already as good as we've seen ever. I just can't imagine, you know, this team is missing their Thurman Thomas, right? There's very similar examples right. to the 90s team for this Bills team currently. The one piece missing is that guy. And like I said, we haven't had that guy since LaShawn McCoy could this be the year we do? Could the Bills go running back in the draft? We are just a few short days away from finding yeah, out. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, well, you know what? I wanted to go back to up here because I, I saw Steve Lynn. He had come in here with the comment earlier, and, he, and we were talking about uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor and, and Derrick Henry mm-hmm. being drafted, and he said they were both second-round picks. And, and, yes, absolutely, they were both yeah. second-round picks. It, it, it makes a ton of sense. But, look, Jonathan Taylor – was drafted in round two. He was he was a 41st overall pick. He was a third back taken, the third one, but he would he he got picked 41 overall. The Bills don't have the 41st pick. They don't have an early round two draft pick. So my thing is this: you're not guaranteed a trade partner. People say, well, you can just get him in round two. How do you know you can get him in round two? Who's to say you're going to be able to trade up into round two? And then, and then why would you, in my opinion, why would you invest in the trade assets it's going to take you to move up from 57 to the top of the second round to get it to or, or to try and hope that you can get him early enough in round two before anybody else takes him? That's going to cost you a pretty penny itself. So why not get the sure thing at 25? It's not much difference when we're talking about picks. It's not much difference. You say, well, you can get a wide receiver. You can get a wide receiver in the second round too. You can get a corner. You can get a corner in the second round as well. So 
but but you're not going to get the best one at second. You know what I'm saying? So why not get the best guy at 25, and then and then you can find other guys and plug them in in rounds two and and later in the draft. That's my point. Yeah, and the Bills have already tried their hand at that numerous times at the running back position. It has not panned yeah. out. I think Bean has come to the realization, hey, if we want to be good at that position, we're going to have to invest in it. And we could see if that winds up coming to fruition in a couple of days here. But the more we talk about it, the more it, it does it does make sense. You know, it, it definitely does. Now, when you're talking about the Bills, you know, current selections, they're at 25 and then 57. So you're right. Yeah have to wait till deep into the second in order to get that done um should that be where they wait in order to go that position but like you said is it worth doing that because then you're just giving up a second for a guy that you weren't in love with to begin with more more than likely yeah speaking of the running back position rav there's there's guys out there that could be traded for saw a wild scenario today that made almost no sense based on the value of it, but I saw a scenario where the Bills could go after Saquon Barkley. We've been talking about that for a while. Mm -hmm. Do you see a potential for the Bills to trade their draft capital for a player this coming up draft? Are they definitely going and using their picks on Thursday? Yeah, um, there's there's not a player that I see that they're willing to, to part picks with. Um, outside of maybe James Bradbury, but that, but but then – it just doesn't really make sense when you think it through because he's going to be he's he's going to need a contract, um, and you're going to pay him quite a bit of money. So I mean, you're going to be tied up with two big contracts at the cornerback position with him and Trey White. And then I think he's about I think he's approaching 30 years old if I'm not mistaken, and that's going to cost you a lot of picks. So I I don't I don't think I don't think there's a guy that they that they trade um, for a, a player as, as far as far as I'm concerned. I think they're going to either they're going to stick with their draft picks, and then if they do trade, it's going to be within the draft, but not for a player outside of the draft. So speaking of the draft, obviously right around the corner, three days away. And by now the majority of the final mock drafts from the NFL quote unquote experts are out. So let, Rev, let's take a peek and see what uh, the general consensus is right now. I got a few of these mock drafts pulled up. So we'll start here with CBS. And according to CBS, most recent mock draft, they have the bills going safety Daxton Hill. The reasoning behind it, is this this has been a popular pick for us over the months because of hill's versatility he's underrated nationally but watch him play and it becomes here pretty quickly that he's yeah. running for one of the best defensive backs in this class he's listed as a safety but he can line up anywhere do you see the bills taking a defensive back that isn't a solidified corner but them transferring him in to a position that they need to fill at the time is that something that you could see happening it's it's likely. Um, the only way I I think I see them because I mean, I mean, you have to you have to look at it. The safety position. I mean, there's really no room, right? I mean, you've got poor, you've got Hyde, um, you got Taron Johnson who plays at nickel. Adding a safety like that, I mean, he's got to get on the field, right? So I mean, so where where is he going? You know, how is he going to get on the field to 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 justify that type of an early pick? The only the only scenario I see that happening is if the Bills end up trading Jordan Poyer. Ah. Uh, you see? That, if the that Bills, makes sense. If, if the Bills say, you know what, um, we just we just can't, we just can't afford to pay him. Right. And and and, and this we have to be willing to accept this uh, possibility too. Cause being said, we can't, I mean, as much as we love him, as much as we love to, we can't sign everybody. And so that's not to say that he, that they're not gonna sign Jordan Poyer. That's just to say that they they, it's a possibility that they just can't. And if he's not right. going to come, he's not showing up right now. I mean, this thing can linger. 
right? I mean, yeah. we don't know. Maybe he's just not going to come to camp. Maybe he's not playing. Maybe he's not been foot on the field until he gets a new contract. If yeah. that's his stance, Bean has to look about doing some things, right? And so I can I can see them targeting a safety, but it's going to be at the expense of, of, of maybe trading Jordan Poyer because having him on the roster and then adding a safety really doesn't make sense. They would probably likely trade him um, and then and then get a guy. You know. Yeah, that makes sense. Richard Forbes coming in here. Bobby said it earlier as well. Uh, the motto, I think, of Bean and McDermott is having guys who are versatile, and that's basically what the consensus here is on Daxton Hill. He's a guy you can plug in anywhere. That is vital. You know, Should you need to plug him in a corner, you can. If Poyer or Hyde go down, you have a guy to fill in there. Uh, if you do move off Poyer, perhaps you're able to switch Daxton Hill or a similar type player in and out. So, this is the first mock draft I've seen. I think that they, they have uh, a safety going, but the way it's explained, it does make some sense. Moving on over to pro football talk. At 25, they have the Bills going offensive line. Zion Johnson out of Boston College, and here is the reasoning. One of the very few issues that Buffalo has is at guard, where Roger Saffold is due to start at right guard this year at age 34. And undrafted Ryan Bates is the likely left guard. To me, Johnson's the perfect call here because even if Saffold and Bates turn out great in 2022, it seems like a short-term fix. And that's something that we were just talking about, right? A lot right. of these guys are on borrowed time. Yeah. In five college seasons, two years at Davidson, one at Boston College after transferring, Johnson started 49 games. Give me a guy with 36 starts at guard and 13 at left tackle. Give me a guy who was a two-year captain after transferring. Give me a guy who never missed a game in five college seasons due to injury. Wow, that's impressive. He's a likely interior lineman, which lessens his value slightly, but his intelligence, football acumen, and experience gives NFL GMs confidence. Johnson can be a starter in 2022. Wow. I mean, if that didn't sell you, I don't know what does. Yeah, It is a great point. It is a great point. The, the offensive line, if we're going to continue to talk about protecting Josh Allen or, you know, enhancing his game. Yes, mm -hmm. the offensive line this coming season has been upgraded. But for how long that is yet right. to be determined. We don't currently have a guy that the Bills are investing their future in. And this could potentially be it. Zion Johnson or a similar player. Your thoughts, Rev, offensive line at 25 for the Bills. Yeah. Um. Now, that's a position that I would I would I could I could get on board with. Um. The, the, because because the guard position is not very deep in this draft, in my opinion, it's it's not it's not as deep as we would like him to be. Okay, Zion right. Johnson is a phenomenal player. Um, my you know I think he could possibly be a, an Aaron Cromer disciple. I mean he's he, he's he's athletic too, and then he has all that experience. We know uh, Bean and McDermott they value guys who have uh, pelts on the wall, so to speak. They, these guys who have who have played a lot of football, and he's played a ton of football, and he's exceptionally exceptionally well at it and so a guy like and he hasn't missed a damn game i mean how about that that's physical crazy i mean i mean the what's the what's the saying they say uh the 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 most the best ability is availability baby there it is that's one of the best yes that's it man and so no kidding and we've seen plenty of injury on the line for the bills i mean we have that's why the rotational situation we constantly allude to has been in play a lot it's just a constant merry-go-round on the line Absolutely. And so adding a guy like that, yeah, it, it, it makes it makes a lot of sense. Um, the only thing is you have to figure out like, OK, I mean, they're going to go into camp and compete. Right. You've got Saffold. OK, he's going to be your starter. So, I mean, who is Zion competing against? Probably Ryan Bates. But then you just you just signed Ryan Bates to a four year deal. Yes. OK. And so so are you going to sign him? Did you sign him to a four year deal to have him sit the bench behind, you know, a Zion Johnson? Uh, you know, that that's 
I don't know. I don't I don't know if, if that's in the cards, if that's what they would want to do. Um, but it's, it's it's possible. And I wouldn't be upset if they decided to go there because, I mean, you got a guy locked up here um, for the long haul, you know. Um, but, I, you know, and I was just thinking and I'm, I'm kind of thinking out loud here um, about how well, Bates could possibly be the guy who could replace uh, Mitch Morris. But Mitch Morris, he just signed an extension. He just got extended. So um, I'm you, not too Oh, that would that would be interesting. That yeah, would be an yeah. interesting move. Yeah. yeah, but you're right. You're right. I mean, it seems like it seems like the entire offensive line. That's why I don't see them going O line in the draft. It was such an emphasis this offseason. They essentially re-signed everybody that they didn't keep, and then they went out and got pieces. That right. to me just screams we've done what we we needed to do thus far at that position for this year. Plus you know, yeah, you're looking towards the future. It doesn't need to be done this year. You have your guys locked and, and ready for this year. You can invest in the future at the position perhaps next year, right? I think yeah, what it all right. comes down to is what we were talking about earlier, Rev, and that's it, there's a clear awareness in the Bills front office of the window that they're in. That's why Absolutely. the team that is formed in this current moment is what it is. I think that mentality is used – in the draft, who's going to benefit us immediately right now? That, to me, is another argument towards corner because if you get an unbelievably elite corner at 25 or you trade up for one, name me a better secondary in the league. If you get a guy who's an immediate starter and a stud, pair that with Poyer, Hyde, and, and, and Tredavious White. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Rev, we're talking about a lights-out backfield here in an AFC conference that where almost every single team can beat you deep. If you got the best backfield in the AFC paired with perhaps the best offense, look out. So that's another argument there. But the more we go through all of these rev, the more you could really make a sound argument for any of these decisions. And that's why I think the bills are in such a great pick, a great spot because the, the way it goes typically in the draft, you're either upset or you're super happy. But the way mm-hmm. I'm looking at this, there's a variety of ways that Bill's Mafia is going to be very excited yeah. come the end of Thursday night. You agree? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, because – and this is why I love Brandon being so much and, 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 and Bill's fans. Look, Mafia, look. Thank your lucky stars – and stripes that you have a general manager like Brandon Bean, who is as good as he is. His philosophy, and he says it all the time, my objective in free agency is to fill as many holes as possible. As many holes as possible. I'm not necessarily looking for and He was a man of his word, wasn't he? I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and he's, he's like, I'm, I want to fill as many holes. So that way, when I approach the draft, I don't feel the pressure to have to go get a guy and feel like if I don't get out of – if I leave round one or round two without drafting XYZ player, then we're, then we're screwed. He doesn't do that. So that's why you see him so aggressive in free agency. Granted, he may not get the big-name players except for this year. He, he, he managed to land a big fish yeah. in Vaughn Miller, which I don't think he was expecting, but he, he managed to get him anyway. And so he filled all of oh, these he made, holes. He made sure he was getting them. He made he sure, made sure of it. Yeah, he was – whatever. Oh, yeah. I mean, if, if he was serious, he's like, yo, is he serious? Okay. No, he wasn't messing around yeah, there. Let's no. get it. Let's let's get it. And so so now Brandon Bean is sitting back, and I know we're like we're looking like Rev, man, we got this cornerback. I don't it's not as big of a hole as we think. Look, there are guys that we can get. How good did they play even even you know in the backstretch when when Trey got hurt? 
with when when Dane Jackson was filled in. See, that's what it all Wallace. comes down to me, Rhett. That's that's a great point, and that's yes. what I think about a lot here. Yes, yes, cornerback is a big need right now. I'm sorry, but as good as Tredavious White is, you didn't hear anybody saying, man, we really missed Trey White today. The only time you really heard it was when Tyreek Hill burned us in the divisional game for 80 yards. And right. I'm telling and you he, right he now, Tredavious White, yeah, Tredavious White yeah, wasn't making a difference you. there. I'm no, sorry. No, that's insane. That's insane. And a great tell of, you know, you want to get on Leslie Frazier, Frazier's ass, go ahead. But it, a lot to do with it there. You you lose one of the best corners in the league, and you barely heard a peep out of anybody saying, where the hell is exactly. Jadavius White? That's a great exactly. point. Exactly. I mean, these, these McDermott, this, this is the position that, that I'm, I'm most comfortable and confident in in McDermott because, I mean, that's, that's, that's his thing, right? He, he knows how to coach secondary and, and, and along with Frazier, and, and, you know, we don't even need, need to get into that, <laughs> that, 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 that gaffe. But but nevertheless, I mean, they know what they're doing when it comes to the secondary. Look what they did with with Micah Hyde and Jordan Port getting Tre'Davious White at twenty seven, uh, getting getting an undrafted guy in Levi Wallace, getting what a sixth round or seventh round pick was Dane Jackson. I mean, they they know what yeah, they're doing at that position. Teron Johnson and, and, and definitely yes, there's been movement there. Hell yeah, yes. it hasn't been a problem. It really has it's, not. It's not. It's, that's it's, why it's, when you talk about getting a guy that's like next level it just makes your head go to all these different possibilities of how truly great they could be exactly because i mean you know it, unless you're gonna you, you say you know i'm going for the top guy i'm, I'm going for sauce garden which is gonna you got to pay a lot of, of, of yeah capital. i just don't see how that's possible especially if the jets are targeted them rev they'd have no. to move with the jets i don't see it i don't see it happening. you know i don't see it no. happening either and so there's a guy that they can get in in, in the later rounds that can come in and compete plus again we don't know who Brandon Bean has already been talking to as a veteran that he's probably telling his agents, okay, just wait until after the draft. We're going to revisit this after the draft. He could sign a guy in round three, round four, and then fool around and, 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 and sign Joe Hayden after the draft. And now we're looking at, whoa, we've got, we just got Joe. Yeah, Hayden. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause See a few people are bringing that up in the comments here, Rev. That would be, that's the one scenario that we weren't talking about as much recently because there hasn't been a move towards corner in the off season. It leaves the immediate assumption. They'll tackle it in the draft, but you're right. Joe right. Hayden, there could be potential to move into getting a veteran at that position and allocating the draft picks to other spots do you see that as a likely scenario? And if so, you'd have to think it happens Thursday night, correct? Yeah, yeah, I, I can, I can see it happening. Um, and it doesn't necessarily even have to happen Thursday night. I, I still see them adding a guy in the draft. Um, but it, I don't necessarily think that it has to be early. I think they can get a guy mid round to compete with Dane Jackson, and then after the draft, go revisit and then sign an, a vet. Right. Mm -hmm. And so now you have a veteran like, let's just say, Joe Hayden with with Dane Jackson and uh, a rookie draft pick. And you've got those three right now going into camp, plus the guys that we currently have on the roster, not named Tredavious White. Right. And camp and compete and then like, may, may the best two win until Trey gets back. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that 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 that's a more likely scenario, in my opinion. And it kind of fits what Bean is, is, is likely to do. I don't necessarily see him being super aggressive and getting like a cornerback right now because. As, as much as we, we, I mean, like it or not, he, he has a lot of faith in Dane Jackson. Yeah. A lot so of what faith. You're saying, what you're saying is if Bean trades up, it's not for a corner. That's what you believe. Yeah, no. I, it, it, unless, it, unless on Thursday night we see, oh, the Buffalo Bills have traded with the New York Jets for the fifth pick. Th then I'm like, okay, it, it's got to yeah. be. 
you know, but if that's not if that's not the case, then no, I, I don't see him trading up for a cornerback unless. Well, they could get a lot inter- more interesting too if the Jets decide to, to package their picks for Debo Samuel because that seems to be the that seems to be the number one destination according yeah. to people in the know. If Debo Samuel moves, that's a whole other story. San Francisco comes out today and basically saying they couldn't imagine moving off of him. Oh, of course, you couldn't. He's one of the best in the league. That, that's another interesting element here outside of the Bills come Thursday because you have to think Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Debo Samuel move Thursday should they wind up moving at all. Obviously, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo and Baker Mayfield are going to be moving somewhere. Of course, unless San Francisco decides to fool us all again and keep Jimmy G as their starter, but Baker Mayfield will be somewhere. Right. But I'd have to think if Debo Samuel does get moved, well, you're going to need to do it Thursday or prior to that, or you're not – what do you get? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, not, yeah. it's not happening. So, it, it, you know, I, th- I think they probably already have a deal in place. If, if that's the you case, have to I, think. I think, but it really yeah, does yeah. seem like San Fran's got no desire, but listen, if the guy doesn't want to be there, this is the new league we have, we have come to face and yeah. And they can, and they can get a King's ransom for him. That's the thing. And, yeah. and a team right now, I mean, the Niners are one of those teams where you don't, don't look at them thinking, and they're, they're a juggernaut thing you know they're in the yeah. nfc championship right i mean they can win in so many different ways they beat you in a slow death it's not like they're overwhelmingly exciting to watch but next thing you mm-hmm. know you blink and what did they what was the score of the packers game a 10-6 i mean that that's yeah. the type of play, yeah, was, game they play if right. they were to add a bunch of assets uh yeah it could definitely elevate them in a conference where I mean, go ahead and take a look. Try telling me San Fran's not a top four team in the NFC or a top five team. They're right there. Silas coming in saying, with Vaughn and our safety duo, we can afford to take a DB later. I trust our DB development. So a day two cornerback or safety could become a star. This draft is DB rich. And Silas makes a great point. Go ahead and look through the mock drafts and look how many freaking corners are there with a high grade. There's plenty to pick from. Yeah, I, you know, I know you know we like to we like to go back and forth with Silas, but this is Silas man. Look, look, this is this is a take I agree with. Okay, brother, I definitely think that the scheme that we have lends itself to adding a guy who who you know uh, he doesn't have to be a top guy, you know, and we can still be good, especially with Hyde and Poyer at the helm. We don't all we need guys is a is a player who's as good as or better than Levi Wallace, which you know it's. Take it for what it is, right? It's it. I yeah. don't think it's going to be that difficult for us to find somebody who's as good as as a uh, uh, Levi Wallace or even better. So yeah, I definitely Agreed. agree with that. Yeah. And if they thought there wasn't a possibility, they would have signed him for the four million. There's no way they wouldn't. Yeah, so abs- that, yeah, and that just tells you everything you need to know right there. Right. Let's go back to the mock drafts, Rev, and let's see who else um, is has got the Bills doing what. We're heading over now to uh, PFF. PFF also has the Bills going interior linemen, but they have them taking Kenyon Green out of Texas A&M, and here is the reasoning. PFF is a lot lower on Green than the media consensus and likely how the league views his NFL prospects. He's one of the younger players entering the 2022 NFL draft and will benefit significantly from NFL coaching when given the opportunity to play just one position, likely guard, 
at the next level. He has 1,098 career snaps, played at left guard, 853 at right guard, 142 at right tackle, 81 at left tackle. So if we're going back to CBS's scenario here where the Bills go Daxon Hill at safety and plug him in different spots, essentially what PFF is telling you here is you could go Kenyon Green and plug him in anywhere you'd wish on the offensive line. But based on this summary here, Rev, kind of seems like a project player. Uh, is that the vibe you're getting to? Yeah, uh, uh, or or I mean, he's just versatile. You know, he. I mean, you you can you can probably play him in different spots, and you would need. I I actually kind of think he's 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 in the mold. I guess you can say um, as uh, Cody Ford. Not necessarily saying that you know uh, Ford is. I, I think I think he's better than Ford. But but you know when Ford was coming out, him I mean, he was a right tackle with with, with versatility to, to to play guard. And so um, if you got a guy like like Kenyon Green who can go back and forth like this, um, you know he could be a project. But but again, it depends on where they were are thinking about drafting him. He could be a guy that they choose to develop with Aaron Cromer, you yeah. know. So so that that could be a possibility too. But I, I just right now I'm just not really vibing on the on the on the offensive lineman at 25. Yeah, I hear you. Silas coming in saying Dotson would be awesome at 25. Well, NFL.com thinks the same, Silas, and you know I do too. I don't think I place a <laughs> pre-order on a jersey fast enough. Uh, Jahan Dotson projected to go to the Bills at 25, according to NFL.com. The summary says, this is a popular mock slot for Iowa State running back Brees Hall, who we talked about earlier. That just goes to show you the heat picking up on the talks surrounding the Bills going all at 25 nf.com who said i certainly see that happening perhaps the bills can find more value at running back on day two now that's something you and i just talked about rev we don't necessarily think that's the move for the bills but nfl.com saying potentially go running back day two securing the wide receiver with the best hands in the draft at number 25 is their play dotson is a true playmaker with game breaking ability and and he sure is um, yeah. I would love the pick. As I've said in the past, it's a luxury pick, in my opinion. It's one of those picks that is a, uh, a desire, not a necessity, but damn. Could you imagine, <laughs> Rev, this offense with another elite playmaker at the wide receiver position? Yeah, I, I definitely can, and I'm not knocking it. I, I'm not knocking it no, at all. Not I mean, one bit. You know, I mean, you look you look at what's happening right now, right, across the – I would say the landscape of the NFL, but really it's the, it's the AFC. I mean, come yeah. on, that, that's the only competitive conference, really. Uh, the, the AFC, um, you have to get guys. I mean, you have to be deep in the cupboard at wide receiver. You know, the Bills, we've got Diggs, Davis, and then we've got a mixture of, of, of Crowder and, and McKenzie and then, you know, some guys, right? And so, yes, we absolutely are going to need to add another wide receiver at some point point in the draft um but make but i mean don't forget gabe davis was a what a fourth round pick or was it fifth round pick i think fourth yeah yeah and so i mean i like i like Jahan dotson um my only thing right now with receivers is man you know how, how are they going to get on the field uh, and unless they come into camp and they beat out you know crowder and and uh and mckenzie um because you know i don't know I, I just don't know because I mean, it, 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 you got you got Diggs, you got Davis, you got Crowder, McKenzie, and then you have OJ Howard with Dawson Knox, and so you're gonna have a a lot of mouths that are gonna that that need to be fed. But you but you that doesn't necessarily say say that you don't have to you know add another guy um, at 25. I don't know, it may be a little bit too rich for me um, because see that's where I agree with you because like that's a great point you just mentioned, right? It would be to me that you put it perfectly. 
it's a little too rich, right? Because the locker room currently is a little rich as it is. I mean, the Bills have one of the best wide receiver locker rooms in the league. When you yeah. talk about going outside of corner, the one place that the Bills have not tried their hand is the running back position. And I think yeah. that if you get a guy – because inevitably, if the Bills go running back, they're going to incorporate him into the pass game as much as they can oh, yes, as well. Yes, yes. But it offers you something a wide receiver can't. And as much as I would love a wide receiver to add to the arsenal, I have to think a running back move over a wide receiver move just makes a bit more sense in this current Bills roster. Yeah, when you look at the team and how it's constructed, it absolutely does. Because a running back at, at, at 25, is gonna he's going to see the field day one. He's going to, you know. No and, doubt. You know what I'm saying? But a wide receiver at 25, I mean, you'd have to force him in the field. But, I mean, where is he at in the progression, right? I mean, you've got – he's not taking snaps from Diggs. He's not taking snaps from Davis. You've got Knox. you got Howard. you got Crowder. you got you get all these guys here. Yeah, so I think I, Crowder I, could be rotational there. I think that's yeah, where yeah, you with, with, it, right? yeah, with Yeah, right. With him, with him and, and McKenzie. But what's your plan with Isaiah McKenzie? You re-sign him. There's a plan there, and there should be. You know how I feel about Isaiah yes, McKenzie. I love him. Red, the more we talk about this, man, yes, it's going to be a necessity down the line for sure. But perhaps this year, wide receiver, especially, look, it just seems inevitable now. The wide receiver talent in college is unbelievably high, and it's yeah. not going away anytime soon. This is going to be a recurring theme. It's deep. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. right. I mean, <laughs> Gabe Davis, say no more. Right. Um, I think this might be a future of your look. Yeah. The more yeah, we keep yeah. talking about this, the more to me, if we're talking about window, it comes down to running back and corner for me. That's how I'm seeing it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, because you, you can still get a wide receiver. You I mean you can get one in the second round. You can get one in the third round. I mean, there, there's guys that, that you can bring in and who can fit in the offense and then kind of develop them slowly and, and until, you know, I, I guess, I guess develop them until you move away from Crowder and 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 even even McKenzie because he's on a two year deal so and yep. you know so so I, I think it, I think it makes perfect sense with that but a running back right now elevates this offense and then you can have him paired with Motor Singletary imagine having a guy like Brees Hall a dynamic running back who can do it all right and then you, and then you know on your you know your your short down I mean I don't know third down or whatever whatever the case may be if he needs a blow you bring in motor singletary and, and let him or you or you just have these two guys go back and forth in an RBC type of role Brees Hall is going to add so much more value to the offense in year 1 than another wide receiver will in year 1 in my grade yeah Agreed. All right. As we move on towards the end of the show here, I got two more mocks for you. And these both predict the bills going corner, two different corners uh, at that. This one comes from sportsillustrated.com and it's got the bills going Kyra Lam out of Florida. And the reasoning is the bills fill an immediate need here with having, without having to reach. And that's the best way to put taking a corner that, that sentence right there, you fill mm -hmm. an immediate need. You don't need to do much else go move back or move forward. There's so many corners available here. There's going to be a high-end prospect available at 25. Alam is tall and plays even bigger with a 6'4 wingspan. He's a willing tackler who sometimes overruns plays. That flaw can be coached. His 4.39 second time in the 40 cannot. Yeah. Your thoughts on Kyra Lamb? He's been, you know, his name's been thrown around a ton at the cornerback position, it seems to be between him and Booth. Your thoughts on Kyrie? Yeah, I, I mean, I think Kyrie is okay. You know, I mean, I like him. I wouldn't, 
I don't think he would be my guy. I mean, you look at speed, and, and that's that's very, very enticing, right? Because um, both Sean McDermott and Bean said that they wanted to add speed. I mean, you look, I mean, you've got Tyreek Hill now in the division, so we got to pace him twice. You need speed, right, to compete against him. But our, our, our scheme can kind of still, you know, negate some of that to a degree. But um, what, what gets me is where it says he was a willing tackler. I mean, he, he's not he's not the greatest tackler, but, you know, and Sean McDermott loves some tackling corners. You have to be willing to go at it and get guys on the ground. And so, um, well, I, I hope I a, you're willing to tackle. If you're playing on D, I hope you're willing to tackle. You have to be. You, I mean, you have to be, especially if you can play uh, on Sean McDermott's defense. You know, um, if I had my if I had my choice between him and, and Booth, I think I would lean towards Booth. Um, but I mean, either 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 one, either I mean, I guess either one will be okay. But um, I, I I still would. I'm still leaning towards getting a guy later on, man. And you know, it, it not necessarily at 25. Yahoo leaning towards Booth as well, Rev. They're saying uh, Bills take Booth at 25. They're reasoning some smart, well-connected people we trust in media have floated Brees Hall's name here. Wow, that's three mock drafts alluding to Brees Hall actually taking yeah. it. That talks up, Rev. The more I hear it, the more I think there's no way it's happening. But uh, <laughs> yeah, nonetheless, right. we've seen three... Yeah, you know what I mean? Actually, Rico tweeted out today when he heard the Chris Sims bit, and he goes, well, there goes my dreams of running back and one. And I go, yeah, you're probably <laughs> right. But uh, yeah. But anyway, um, so Yahoo's saying here, it's not the silliest proposition we've heard for the Bills to take Hall, but with a moldable number two corner on the board, especially with Tyreek Hill entering the division, it would be hard to pass up Booth. And that is the one thing everybody needs to consider when you're thinking about corner it's not only Tyreek Hill, but the entirety of the AFC. Yeah, you have to yeah. think about it when it comes to who you're drafting, and that's a great reasoning as to why to go corner. Yahoo says he's still developing, but his upside is very good for this range. What makes you like Booth more than the other guys, Rev? Um, I, I think it's just that right there. I think it's his upside, you know. Um, yeah, and, and and he's and he's a little bit more physical, you know. And so uh, that, that's why that's why I, I like Booth a lot more, and I think he actually fits fits very well in, in our defense uh, i mean i wouldn't be i wouldn't be upset you know if, if if we if we hear the card you know uh on at 25 on thursday night and andrew booth i would be i would be very happy you know um it would it would kind of let me know okay well they actually prefer booth um probably over dane jackson because you don't draft a guy at 25 and have him sit behind dane jackson you know so so when when so when white comes back dane jackson is likely going to the bench you know so that that's that's kind of what it would it would it would it would let me know what they think of Dane Jackson more than it does about what they think of Andrew Booth. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, yeah, I like Andrew, Andrew Booth or Elam. Give me Booth. I, I prefer him. Before we close up shop here, Rev, give me your hottest take for the upcoming draft. Doesn't even need to be bills related. Give me a hot take. What do you see going down Thursday night that nobody else sees coming? Oh man, that nobody else sees coming. Oh man. Maybe not nobody, but one that Ooh. you think would, would cause some, it would cause some ripples throughout the league. Mm. No quarterback being taken in round one. Mm. Oh, at all? Wow. At all? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. When's no quarterback. When's the last time, if ever, that that's happened? Yeah. Wow. I, I don't. I don't even know. Let's. Let's. I mean, chat. I mean, you. You guys. Let, let us know when the last time um, there was a draft. I don't know in round if that's one ever there was happened. No quarterback taken. Yeah. But I'm just I mean, scrolling through this Yahoo one, Rab. They don't have. They have Kenny Pickett going to the Eagles. Wait. Kenny Pickett going to the Eagles. I don't see that got, happen. And they got hurt. You're going to you know, draft so Jalen Hurts to play with him. No, I don't see that. So out of that, I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. 
Rev, that might not be as hot of a take as you think, because according to Yahoo, (laughs) he's the only quarterback off the board, and I don't see him going to Philly. So, plus you also have to consider if if Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo are moved Thursday, that could really rattle the QB market as well. If one of these teams that are QB needy go with a veteran, Mm -hmm. that could really shake things up in your favor of that of that hot take right there. Yeah, 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 definitely, de- definitely, and so it's. I mean, it's it's still possible, but you know, how, how many how many drafts? Let's just kind of think about it. How many drafts or well, first round have we seen um, a lot of trade movement? I, I don't know. I don't think it's been as much as we would think, has it? Has has, has there been a lot of trades uh, in the first oh, like round the, of the, late this season? Are you talking about no, 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 just, just just trades within within the draft within round one? Well, last year, yeah, there was last a good year. amount. the The Giants traded back um, with the Eagles. The 49ers traded up to draft Jalen Hurts, or not Jalen Hurts. Um, uh, uh, why am I blanking on his name? Oh, uh, Trey Lance. No, Trey Lance. Trey yeah, Lance. yeah. Um, okay. that, that okay. was so. There's been a few, um, but the one thing I'm interested in here is the lack of. That's why this draft is so odd. There's no crown jewel quarterback. Yeah, I'm looking up right now. The last time a quarterback wasn't taken in the first round. And oh, here we go. 25 drafts ago, it says 20. This is on ESPN.com. Uh, share the link here. Or actually, it won't let me hold on. I'm sorry. It says that 25 NFL drafts ago, no, no quarterback went in round one. Why it might never happen again. This was in yeah. 1996. Yeah. That's how long ago it's been. I also want to know the last time a quarterback hasn't been taken in the top 10. I mean, that's what we're facing this year. Right. But that's the reality of, of the, the draft this year. And that's why I think people look at that and say, oh, it sucks. I think it makes the draft incredibly unique. We're going to yeah, see a yeah. lot of different movement this year that we're not used to. Right, 100%. I mean, and then you think about if, if there's no quarterbacks taken in round one, um, then that means that, that there's not – a lot of elite players or prospects that are going to drop because, you know, we've, we've teams have benefited from, you know, just, just an overload of quarterbacks pushing all of the talent down and down and down and down in the draft. Well, if we're not talking about, if we're talking about no quarterbacks being drafted, that means that these elite prospects are getting drafted earlier. So yep. that could mean whoever is in that, 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 that later rounds, if you got a guy you want, you may have to be even more aggressive this year to get your guy because the quarterback market is 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 not as heavy as it has been in years past, that makes that makes it extremely interesting for me. Interesting is the, is the key yeah. word, and I, I'm interested, you know, not only for the Bills but just in general to see how this draft goes down. Because like we're we're talking about here, it's just a different draft. You don't really know. There's no real solidification anywhere here. I mean, even at the number one pick, a lot of people think Aiden Hutchinson goes to Jacksonville. But as the right. days have been going on, I've been hearing different too. I've been hearing Trayvon yeah. Walker. Yeah, it could Walker, be different. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be interesting. But we uh we only have three days to wait until we find out, Rev. And as we end the show tonight, we're excited to tell you that that Thursday night, the night of the draft. I will be there. Rev will be there. Pierre, Don Money, Finn Diesel, and our host, Rico. The BF Draft Show, Thursday night. It is going to be a banger, yes. Rev. Yes. It's going to be fire. I can't, I can't, I'm excited about it, man. I don't know how the mafia feels about it, but I'm, it's going to be extremely 
lit. I don't know if you guys still say that nowadays. Maybe I'm maybe maybe I'm. I'm I say it. About my I say it. It's gonna be it's gonna be on fire. That probably means nobody's saying it anymore, right? Yeah, exactly. But I say it right, that makes right, you feel right, any yeah. better. You so. guys, never, you guys don't want to miss it Thursday night. Join us, BF. No way. Right here, man. It's gonna be on fire. That's wait. gonna be one big party. It's gonna be so yeah. much fun, and we look forward to having you there every year. It's a blast, and. And this year, with a lot of uncertainty and a lot of speculation, it's going to be so much fun to be together and see who the Bills wind up taking. Plus, we have a good amount of time up until 25, so a lot of fun will be had prior to that. Tonight, my job isn't done. I'm ending here, but I'm on another show tonight. I'm guesting with the Caveman over on uh, on YouTube, on the Caveman's YouTube channel. He's having me out with a couple of buddies. So if you haven't had enough of me yet tonight, swing on over to the Caveman's YouTube channel and check me out on there. We'll be talking draft as well. That's coming on at 8.30 p.m. or 9.30 p.m. tonight. Rich or Richard, to answer your question, Thursday night, we're going live at 7, and we're going to take it until the wheels fall off. So uh, don't go anywhere Thursday night. No. Don't fall asleep on us. Have a couple cups of coffee at the end of the night and get ready for a fun night. Rev, anything yeah. you got going on prior to then, or I'll see you there? Is that, yeah, is that yeah, the, yeah. I'll, I'll see you there, baby. I'll see you there. I, you that's know, all, that's all I needed to hear. I'll be, I'll be there, baby. Thigh dancing and everything. Thigh dance guaranteed amongst <laughs> all the Buffalo fanatics. Yes, sir. Thursday yes, sir. night, the Thursday night draft party with BF. It's going to be lit, and we can't wait to see you then. Until then, that's Rev. I'm Zbot. Thanks so much for joining us tonight, and we will see you today. As always, go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.